This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 26th week of Ordinary Time. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us the joy of the gospel and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. And today, Your Excellency, we welcome you to the studios. It's great to be in the studio. <laughs> I have to tell you, I thank you for the little, the mini studio that I have on my desk. Oh, yeah. But it's make, it, well, it makes it more convenient for us to talk a little more often, but it is nice when you can come in and be here in person. And you have it so nicely set up <laughs> so that you're observing all the uh, social distancing and you have the plexiglass, and so uh, it's all appropriate. <laughs> And you started the day off very early. You were visiting one of our grade schools. I was. I've had a great privilege this year. We were looking to try to connect in new ways, given the, the realities, so that even when I started attending events, it seemed like I was just showing up, popping in and popping out because of the uh, necessities of keeping people safe and healthy. But um, I've been visiting some of the schools for the morning drop-off, and so it's uh, I stand <laughs> and I greet parents as they're dropping the kids off, get to say hello to the kids as they're running into the school, and it's been so uplifting, and then usually have a chance to say a prayer um, over the morning announcements. So it's always uplifting. Today, though, I was at St. Michael's School right nearby here, and we celebrated the Feast of the Archangels, mm. um, and one of them being St. Michael. So uh, so it was a little bit uplifting, and if the sisters had everything all ready, so the families came holding signs and posters and pictures of St. Michael, and mm. it was truly uplifting. Truly uplifting. And I saw a tweet this morning from uh, Pope Francis encouraging the spread of the devotion to um, uh, praying to St. Michael, the Archangel. Indeed. You know, that is, it's an old devotion. It kind of fell away. And um, in in this 21st century, the many parishes and places have sort of revived it as part of the popular devotion. And St. Francis, especially now, is really promoting that. So... <clears throat> You know, and there's also the novena to St. Michael. Many of the uh, parishes, uh, many of the families at St. Michael's were praying the novena in preparation. But that great prayer, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. When we look at the battles of the day, mm-hmm. we, we pray for the, the constant protection and guidance of the angels. And that's something we, need, we can do at any time of the day and maybe something we should do several times during the day. And of course, St. Michael um, is important to me and to my family. I grow up in a family of uh, law enforcement. I said at the uh, Blue Mass earlier this year, my father, my brothers, and now the next generation, my nephew is going to be entering uh, the Academy for the Federal um, Government. So I, I see three generations of law enforcement, and St. Michael is really the patron saint of all of those who guide and protect us, for those who um, serve as first responders and uh, we pray for their safety and their well-being and their moral courage and uprightness. So we pray for all of those who watch over and protect us in the spirit of St. Michael. And this week is a huge week for saints. This, this is like your, your, your all-star week. <laughs> <laughs> you know how in July you get the all-star break? This is our all-star break. And I, I, I don't mean to make light of these things, but if you, the readings this week, um, you know, take us into the book of Job. It's nice to have a little bit of a diversion. Yeah. 
really is. Yeah, so this is all star. So t- um, today we celebrate the feast of the angels. Michael, of course, we we all know Michael, the guide and protector. But Gabriel, we know him, mm-hmm. Gabriel very well. Gabriel brings the good news. He's God's messenger, mm-hmm. and he brings it. He brought the good news of the um, the, the arrival of, of of God. How when we said at mass on Sunday in that second meeting. Jesus emptied himself to come among us. And Gabriel brought that good news to Mary, didn't he? Mm. Gabriel brought that good news. Raphael is lesser known, but Raphael is a very important saint. He comes to us in the book of Tobit, in the Old Testament of the Bible. The book of Tobit, it reads like a novel. It's a very short book. It's something you can read in one sitting if you wanted to. And it actually has a little bit of humor in it, but it talks about decent people trying to live a good life under not so easy circumstances. And Raphael is set aside, sent by God as the healer. He comes to heal. But Raphael does a very interesting thing. He heals by bringing people together. Mm. Tobit's son meets his wife, Sarah, and brings healing to her broken heart. Tobit and Sarah come back, and they uh, to, Tobiah and Sarah come back to Tobit, and they bring healing to Tobit, who had been blinded um, in a very unusual uh, set of circumstances. I'll let the reader find read that, um, and brings healing to some of the um, happenings and the sufferings that Tobit experienced for his goodness. Also, brought tension into his family between with him and his wife, and and within the family. And again, Raphael brings them all together that they can help spread God's healing. So Raphael's also kind of the forgotten of the archangels, but a very important one for us, and especially in modern times. Yeah, especially now, it seems like uh, it's such a challenge to bring people together. You know, this morning you made accommodations to see the students at St. Michael as they're driving through and getting dropped off. Um, there's a real need for creativity. There is, and and everybody's doing that. Everybody's finding new ways to connect, but to do it in a safe and appropriate way. But there is something deep within us. We were made to be connected to each other. God made us that way. God, who is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who is Trinity, created us to be in relationship. So sometimes it takes a little bit of extra work. And maybe maybe that's what the Lord is calling us to in this time. You know, I don't know that for certain. I think when it's all said and done, when we look back, we'll discover what the Lord was calling us to and what the, <laughs> and the Lord was teaching us. But maybe it is that we need to be more intentional mm-hmm. in finding ways to reach out and connect and check in on and show concern and, and care. You know, one of the things I said with the kids today with um, Michael, we think of all the people who love them, the, the children, all of you who are parents, you, you who love and protect. And all right now, as we begin school, there's a spirit of a lot of people loving and protecting one another. And that says volumes. And speaking of love, uh, our saints show God's love. Indeed. Um, and uh, yeah. St. Therese uh, of Lisieux. Her feast days on Thursday, and what a great saint! And of, she's another. She's another just beloved saint. Another one of the people. Everybody loves Saint Therese, and and really, yeah, her vocation was to love. You know, next week I go to uh, the Carmelite Sisters. We have the Carmelite Sisters here at Mother Angeline McCrory, and at the Villas, and so uh, we're all so appreciative for their work. It's, caring for the elderly. I'm so grateful for the way they look after our priest, our senior priest. Um, but 
in that charism of St. Therese, that gift of love. So I'll be celebrating their Jubilee Mass at their mother house in Germantown, New York this week. Mm-hmm. But we pray for all of those who are living the vocation of love. St. Therese, what a beloved saint. Um, great gift to us. And the other big one this week, there are a couple of others, but the other big one, um, he gets covered over by Sunday, but St. Francis. <laughs> and I know that Dave Osborne here in the studio has a special devotion. We could never, I would not have been able to leave the studio today. <laughs> I don't think you would have. No. Uh, but the Pope is highlighting Mm-hmm. St. Francis this year in in asking the question of what is God teaching us? Going back to that question, yeah. St. Francis is, uh, Pope Francis is going to ask us to contemplate what is it mean, what have we learned through all of this? And if you look at his catechesis, his Wednesday catechesis, you're starting to get a hint of it. He talks about solidarity. Mm. He talks about the fact that, well, the title of it is that we're all brothers and sisters, he talks about how this pandemic hits across the board. It's not, you know, in some ways, it, it's a reminder to all of us that we're all vulnerable, but also that we have to be intentional in reaching out to one another. So I'm looking forward to see what Pope Francis has to say, and you're going to help me next week. Yeah. We're going to sponsor a Facebook Live and a, a radio recording. So next week's yeah. visit will really be a discussion. Father Adam mm-hmm. will be here, and we'll have a, a discussion on the encyclical that the Pope issues on Sunday. So we're looking forward. Now, do you get an advanced copy or something? Because you can go go on air within hours after it's released, or is it something that you're just a fast reader? Some it, different things happen. Um, sometimes there have been times that we've gotten an advanced copy, like I think for the uh, letter on um, the Amazon. And and the bishop's conference has a chance to kind of break down things and pull out some of the big points. But sometimes we just have to get to it quickly. I remember I was bishop's secretary years ago. I've been in this business a while now. And in those days, 25 years ago, the bishops would get an advanced copy. But now with the Internet, everything is instantaneous, mm-hmm. you know. But, but that was how it used to be transmitted. It would be sent to the bishops, and then the bishops would then in turn publish it and send it out to the faithful. Um, whereas now we all have a direct link, in a sense, with uh, the Holy Father. So everything's instantaneous. So uh, so, so we'll, we'll get right to work on it on uh, su- Sunday, Monday. I'll be reading it on my way back from the sisters. <laughs> now, how, how should we um, perceive an encyclical? Uh, I think in our country, sometimes I get the sense that uh, people treat it as if it was uh, a news briefing, and that there's going to be something new and dramatic uh, in an encyclical, um, but that's not the not way it usually works out. Well, first of all, the encyclical would be one of the higher forms of papal teaching, magisterial teaching. So, you know, uh, and some of the bigger things, like I, I often refer to Pope Francis's letter, The Joy of the Gospel. And that's really what they call an apostolic exhortation. So it's kind of a step below. It's a you know, it's a it's a teaching. It's it's powerful. Encyclicals are usually pretty serious, you know. Um, so it is it is a serious teaching. But you're right. There's a consistency that's involved in an encyclical. Um, and Pope Francis is particularly good at this. So um, 
when he, I remember when I first came last year, he issued the Apostolic Exhortation Christus Vivid, and we spoke yes. about it right here. Remember that? Yes. That was one of my first visits. Yes. yes. I think it was like within Christ days of... Christ is alive. Yes, Christ is alive. It was within days of my being here, and it was one of my first visits, so that we had a chance to talk about it. But, you know, it wasn't new teaching from Pope Francis. I had been earlier that year in Panama for World Youth Day, and I could see the traces of his homilies in Panama, and you could almost say, ah, I know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> He's been writing his material and testing it out. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think He's been doing the same. So if you want to get a preview, go on the Vatican website and look at the um, Wednesday audiences, and you'll see some of his teaching about this time of the pandemic. And of course, we'll, remember, we'll never forget his, um, his gathering of the world in prayer at the end of March, yes. which you carried for us so beautifully. Yes. Um, that was just a beautiful moment. And the visual, when you saw the photograph of him in an empty St. Peter's Square on a, as dusk was, uh, was falling and uh, a little rainy. It, it, it was very powerful. And, when, and, and there too, um, you see, you'll see some of those traces coming uh, together when we see his, um, his encyclical on Sunday. Well, to hear um, the encyclical's name of uh, We Are All Brothers and Sisters, that's particularly important now in our country because we're reminded of how important it is to respect others. It certainly is. It certainly is. If you remember in these early days, we were talking about extreme charity. And you talked about all of the different um, measures that we have been taking are really measures that we look out for one another. You know, and now... As we start to return to some daily routine, we want to make sure that our prayer life, our Euchar- the Eucharist, is in there somewhere. Even though we can't gather at full uh, throttle, we, people are coming back. Some people are coming back. You know, they, they say, I don't know that I can really face the crowd on a Sunday, but they might come somewhere during the week. Um, so we're, people are, uh, are looking for that connection with the Lord in the sacraments. But then again, how do we look after one another? Who's who's at home alone these days? Who's still a little bit isolated? We can't we can't leave anyone in the dust, you know. Who who's still somewhat isolated? Maybe could use something as simple as a phone call. Yeah, you know, um, so that they're a little less isolated. That is one thing we've learned in these days is that there are things we could do to look out for one another. So. Bishop Brennan, could you uh, close us with a prayer and a blessing? Absolutely. Lord God, you give us the witness of the saints. And they lift us up. They inspire us by the holiness of their lives. They guide us by their example. They help us by praying for us on the way and guide us in our journey toward you. We ask you, Lord, especially this week as we think of the saints who are watching over us and guiding us to you, that we may imitate their lives here on earth so that one day we may share with them your glory in heaven. We make our prayer as in all things through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Amen. In the, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Brennan for the 26th week of Ordinary Time, and now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.